Good morning and welcome to the Profit Lab Podcast. This is the first show of 2023 and I'm so excited to be back. All right, let's get the show started. <laughs> All righty, so uh, welcome again and I am your host, Marie Tarosian, Certified 10X Coach, CFO, Auditor, and a Certified Public Accountant and a Chartered Global Management Accountant. I serve the entrepreneurial community through my CPA firm, Marie Tarosian CPA, and through my management consulting company, The Profit Lab. The Profit Lab podcast serves to expand our mission to empower entrepreneurs by bringing their stories to the masses. We are thrilled to tell your story. If you'd like to be on the show, make sure to uh, uh, sign up at support at theprofitlab.biz. Uh, you can also check out the show on audio on our website, uh, theprofitlab.biz slash podcast. You can tell I haven't been doing this for about a few weeks, you know, taking a break. So sorry, guys. Uh, so we launched our podcast on August 2nd, where I spoke about my uh, entrepreneurial journey so far, and I shared some insights. So uh, you can go back and check the first episode and, and you can, you know, listen my, to my story and let me know your thoughts and what you learned from it. Uh, today is our 17th episode, and we are live as usual on Facebook, The Profit Lab Biz, on my uh, LinkedIn main uh, page, Marie Tarosian, uh, and the YouTube, my YouTube channel, Marie Tarosian CPA. So make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and share uh, on all those platforms or whichever platform you're listening on so that others in your network can actually hear and learn from us. Uh, today, my guest is Dave Austin. He is the owner of National Cost Recovery Services. It is a B2B uh, uh, savings consultant. Um, he has 30 plus years as a professional in aviation insurance. Uh, he's also been a U.S. Uh, military veteran for most of his life. Uh, he's also the co-chair uh, for the 22 uh, Warriors Foundation. I'm so excited he's here. Dave, welcome to the Profit Lab podcast. I'm so thrilled to help have you on. <laughs> good morning, Maria. Good morning. Good morning. And and thank you for, for your service. Thank you. And you're freezing up. <laughs> <laughs> Am I freezing up? Oh, oh, I think it's my 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 uh possibly my internet is slowing down. So um but are you hearing me better now? Yeah, we're doing fine now. I just you were <laughs> I got two words out of that one, but. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I, now I said, thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> so Dave, uh, so welcome to the show. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you. We connected uh, on LinkedIn a while back and we've talked about, you know, uh, some of your services, but I'm so excited to get you to tell uh, our viewers, not only about your services, but also who you are and what was your entrepreneurial journey like. So that's the whole, whole thing. So. Why don't we start with telling us about who you are, what are your values, what is it that's important to you, uh, Dave Austin, the person? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a long, short story, I guess, in some ways. Um, I uh, love stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, the journey started, I've been working basically since I was, what, 12, 14 years old, and, you know, I lied about my age and went to work washing dishes uh you know, and you know mostly on weekends and i did that mm -hmm. for a number of years until i did some other things you know so my journey started pretty young and i was helping family when i was doing that yeah and then uh, i enlisted in the marine corps right out of high school and uh, back in those days 
I knew I wasn't a candidate for college and the draft was coming. So I enlisted a lot of people. Uh -huh. Why did you do that? And I enlisted. My family <laughs> sent me my draft notice two weeks into boot camp. So I didn't beat them by much. Oh, wow. Wow. And so, and I did two tours in Vietnam and did some other things. And then I was extremely lucky and got uh, orders to OCS and became an officer and went to flight school. I was a helicopter pilot maintenance officer in the Marine Corps for many years. Wow. And on leaving the Marine Corps, um, did a few things, but mostly I got, eventually I got in, involved in aviation insurance. I was a underwriter in uh, Los Angeles for probably one of the oldest and uh, biggest company at the time, uh, AAU. And fabulous job, but when my commute was getting to four hours a day, I decided oh I needed God. to do something different. And on a business trip to Las Vegas, one of my brokers made me a job offer, and I went, uh, let me go home and talk, and went home and talked to the wife, and the next thing I know, I'm in Las Vegas. And um, I'm trying to think how to say that. It didn't work out real well. Uh, you know, some of the people there were great, and but uh, I didn't fit. Mm. So after about a year and a half, I left, and I started my own agency from zero. I didn't have a single client. Uh, that's that gets your attention. You learn a few things, and you know some of what I do and how I got into this business. Uh, stems from that you know cash flow is the big one and you know i fought that battle until i grew the agency big enough to uh, eventually sell it to a national company and i worked mm -hmm. for them for a number of years and finally i just i had 30 plus in the business and there were some things internally that i said it's time and i yeah. walked away uh, the only regret <laughs> i have is during that journey i had the fort I was fortunate to buy my own airplane and use my own airplane and it was a good write-off okay. because it was aviation yes but when I got right. out of the business it was hard to write it off so the airplane had to go away yeah <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> but what a great story I mean you know Dave you you are I think one of the first ever veterans that are on my show so your story is is really beautiful I, I and again like I said thank you for your service um so you kind of insinuated into like what kind of motivated you to switch up from, you know, the four hour drive and anything, <laughs> anything else that brought you to that, you know, realization where you were like you wanted what motivated you more than just the, the drive to start your own business? Because I mean, it takes something bigger, I feel like that that could kind of draw you out to kind of like, hey, I want to start my business. <laughs> Um, I guess mostly is I had worked for, well, like I say, uh, AAU is a huge company. Um, yeah. when I started with them, I worked for some other, uh, fortune 10 companies, you know, during that journey. Um, uh -huh. yes. and at the time when I got out of the insurance business, that was just tired from one. And then, but I, right. I didn't want to go back to corporate. Uh, and Understood. Yes. In the insurance game, you know, when I started my own agency, that wasn't corporate. That was me. You know, right, I was, right. I was a one-man band, and I finally got a, a, a hell of a good assistant that 
lasted me what six seven years and uh, but that was it i didn't want that corporate structure and even the limited structure when i sold the agency to the national company that was grading on me i guess is the one when i left you know i did a quickie i i got out and i what am i going to do and i sat on my uh, down for about a month and i said i gotta go back to work and i decided <laughs> I to get into real estate commercial real estate because of okay. the economy here at the time and i found a niche you know boutique shop that would bring me on at my stage uh we had 12 agents and three principals in august of 07 and in september of 08 we had one agent and one principal mm. And that's how I ended up in this business that I have now. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I learned there was uh, cost segregation. You know, yes. and I'm sure you're familiar with cost seg. Um, so I said, hey, that's not a bad thing to you know look at. And I found three or four companies here locally that did it, but that's all they did. Right. And, and then I found the company that I'm with. I'm a licensee for a national company. Same as a franchise, but without all the paper. And at that time we had cost seg and five other things that we could do for a business to save business money. And I went, that makes sense to me. You know, yeah. and then I looked at it from the standpoint of it's gotta be easy to give money away. Uh, it, is. it is not easy at all. <laughs> I'm amazed sometimes when I'll find, you know, and I found some significant about half a million dollars in tax relief and wow. the client doesn't want to go forward. And it's like, excuse me, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is great segue, by the way, because, um, so, you know, I, I understand cost segregation, uh, study, you know, in very general terms, because since my focus is not so much on taxes, but I still have a general idea of what it is, but for the sake of some of the business owners and entrepreneurs that may not have a, a good understanding of what you specifically do as cost segregation study, would you tell us in a simplified format, um, you know, in, in simple terms uh, of, you know, what, what it entails and, and, and how that is so helpful? Because, for example, someone who may not have reached, let's say, a million, two million, that you may not be able to save them all that much. So, like, if you can give us an overall of how you do this. Okay. Um, it's specific to cost seg. Um, basically, I work with an engineer. I can mention I'm a licensee for a national company. They bring right. the different vendors I work with, and each vendor is, they're pretty much the expert in what that service is. With cost seg, I use an engineering firm out of Michigan. There are five or four other tax programs within that one vendor, but cost segregation is simple. If you own a building, uh, is it's being depreciated at 39 years. What we do is go in with engineering studies. I emphasize that for a reason and take the pieces of the building out of that 39 year bucket and put it over in the personal side bucket with depreciation of five, seven or 10 years. So you're accelerating right. the depreciation off that building and it can be substantial. Like I said, I had a movie, you know, multi-screen movie outfit in Idaho. We found half a million dollars for those folks in tax wow. relief. 
you know, and then there are other tax, you know, R and today, right now, R and D tax credit. R yes. Watsy work opportunity and the big one that she's even on the TV now all over is the ERC earn uh, mm -hmm. employee retention credits. Too yes. many acronyms in my head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to figure them all out. That's why we're on the tax side. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's from my side, and and that's one of the issues I think. And I just get, I don't understand why businesses don't take advantage uh, of the different, there's federal, state, local taxes from the tax side that you can take. And at the same time, there are businesses like mine that can come in and find, find money. You know, we're treasure hunters. Right, right, uh, right. And, uh, and it's frustrating that I, businesses don't take advantage of that. And the vast Absolutely. majority of, well, in my case and with our company, we're not charging any fees up front. So if right. we don't, it's a win-win. If we don't find yes. a savings, you're not going to pay me. Yeah. I mean, that means you're taking the liability of like, like the cost on yourself to find it. So you're doing the work before you even ask for the money. So that is a very unique, you know, uh, way of working. So I don't know why. What, what are some of the reasons that, let's say, Business owners would say, like in that person's case, why would not they not want to take advantage of it if they're they could be you know tax savings of five hundred thousand dollars they can deduct for the following year? Yeah, that one I don't under didn't understand. And another one, <laughs> a large one. I I got to be real honest. I think the, the it was a medical practice, and I think the practice manager may have been well. She didn't want me in her books. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and, uh -huh. <laughs> and I think that's part of it. Uh, the other pushback is normally I need to be working, you know, my avatar, if you will, is the CFO controller as a mm. general rule, somebody at right. the C level. Um, yes, because yeah. then they will really understand the value, I think, uh, that you bring. Well, they do and they don't. You know, the pushback mm. is we're going to make them look bad in front of the ownership management, whatever. Oh. And, you know, mean and my thing is if I see it coming, it's like, stop to, because I'm here to make you look good in front of them because you brought me here. Right. And the right. other one that I get lately and I just get tired of it, uh, is because what we, let me back out a little bit. What we do is by terminology, a forensic audit, on your mm -hmm. different services you know it could be merchant fees you know merchant services right. fees solid waste utilities um you know a number of different um, what do we got yeah uh, they change them uh, i think we've got six other services that we're doing forensic audits on right you're not the, the controller's job or the cpa's job your job isn't looking at every invoice every line item on an invoice right exactly your and job I think is that's where yeah, that's where I think most people get confused as to what a CPA, especially a tax CPA is doing versus, let's say, you know, our accountant is doing. There's a, a level of, you know, high level review. We're not in there day to day to look at everything. And there's also a difference in, let's say, if you're paying, let's say, in you know, a simplest form of, okay, let's say you're doing, you know, bookkeeping and accounting services it doesn't include any detailed work of going in and looking for savings that's a next level service and i think that's where 
uh, the education part is missing and hence why we are here talking about it. Yeah. And, and that's the hardest part. And, and sometimes it's, um, it's too good to be true. Well, I have a problem with that one because <laughs> I'm not charging them anything. Right. And, uh, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, any savings is coming directly from their vendor first. If I go right. in and do a merchant service audit, mm-hmm. the way that works, you know, my vendor, the guy I work with goes in, he's been in the business over 20 years. He has his own proprietary systems to look at those invoices right. and find those added charges that you don't see. You may think you've got a 2.0% yes. fee. And when, if you take and divide out what you, you, what you brought in that month and what went in the bank, you'll find out that the three, three and a half, four percent fee because of the hidden charges. Yes. My guy goes in, finds those charges. We go negotiate with your vendor. We're not moving or changing anything. You're going to, we're going to go into your vendor and negotiate those fees. And we get it and we do get them back, but you're going to get credited. You know, you'll right. get the credit and then we're going to invoice behind it. So you're not even out of pocket for what we do. And that's every one of my services it functions that way with the exception of uh, virtual payments, which is uh, accounts payable automation. We'll mm-hmm. actually pay you. Yes. You know, there's no charges in setting up and automating your accounts payable. And with the virtual cards, we'll actually add revenue to the business. Same with That's our amazing. shipping company. The, our amazing. shipping company, they're not physical shippers; they're um, software folks, and they they are able to automate your shipping department. Again, there's no charges. There's enough built in on the back of it that we mm-hmm. get paid, so there's no fees for that. And then one of the other big ones is EWA, Earned Wage Access, Same Day Pay. You're not going to pay us for that one either. That's a freebie. And it's a benefit for the uh, employee. It's a hell of a benefit for most employees to be able to draw pay as they earn it. You're frozen again. There you go. <laughs> I, yes, I think I'm having some internet. I don't know if it's one thing is saying I have internet issues. The other one is saying it's not. I'm not sure. I apologize for this, uh, but um, not in my hands, <laughs> technically. Uh, but, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take this moment as a way to make sure. Yes. Do you hear me? Okay. It was, I don't know what's going on. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read out your information for those who are listening in Uh, guys. Remember that, um, you know, day services are basic, you know, most of them are contingency basis. So, you know, unless they find savings, they they won't be charging you anything. Um, So please make sure to call Dave at 702-496-5291. I'm going to call that number again, 702-496-5291. And I'm also going to give you guys Dave's email. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up as well, just to make sure to those who want to write it down. 
watching. Uh, email Dave at, which is Dave at ncrs.co. CO, right, Dave? Did I make a mistake? No, it's correct. Yeah. So it's Dave at ncrs.co. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, if somebody wants to give me 10 grand, I'll go buy the M from the Korean that owns it. Yeah. Seriously. Oh goodness! <laughs> they, they, yeah, I know some of, some sometimes they buy and then they just for the sake of reselling. Some people are in the business of buying domains and selling them, so that's what they yep. do. Uh, so, Dave, uh, you kind of also, you know, as we're talking about uh, some of you know the services, what what are the 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 typical the the correct client persona for you? I mean, I know you know there's different ones, but which ones are the are the ones that you are working with? Okay, vendor <clears throat> or um, vertical wise, just about any vertical, any you know, for profit, non profit doesn't make it because they all have services that we expenses that Absolutely. we look at. And sure, I guess if I put a dollar on it, my minimum would be two million a year in revenue and up. Because at two million, I know I'll find something to save them money. Uh, I can go below that, yes. but it it's better to go above it. I love the bigger companies. Uh, and some <laughs> of the services, you know, just uh, I mentioned uh, merchant services and solid waste. Right. You know, one of the big ones right now, and I got to be careful, is uh, uniform <laughs> rentals, laundry and linens. Mm -hmm. I thought merchant services was a dirty business, no pun intended, but <laughs> laundry, sir, we're averaging 30% or better. We're seeing upwards of 50% in overcharges for laundry. Wow. Across the country. My vendor works in the U.S. and Canada. He's been doing it for 22 years, and that's why we can find the savings. Uh, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, my floor on that, I give, you know, every one of my services has a different level. Uh, the level for laundry sure. service, any business with a hundred grand a year, uh, in we'll find at least 30%. I've never seen, I haven't seen below 30%. So oh, that's God. a lot of money on the table. That's a high, high percentage. That is a high percentage. That's yeah. great. That's great. That's amazing. Services we're seeing 20, 25%, you know, so everything we, one thing is, and you actually alluded to it early, I make my living finding savings. You know, <laughs> so for me to go into a business and not find something, you know, mom and pop, multi-level marketers, nothing wrong there. I can't help them. But an right. actual operating business, the vast majority of the, well, my merchant service guy in six months has been a hundred percent. Every single business he's docked into, he has found wow. And the majority of our vendors will find a savings. Yes. You know, um, I think the lowest one I know off the top of my head is auditing workers comp uh, insurance. We audit that. We go back five years on that. 77% of the time we'll find a savings. So, that's amazing you know so yeah for us to look at it doesn't cost you anything and right. the, the other thing is we do all the heavy lifting literally i mean a work comp you might 
over time because that one takes a little while give me an hour hour and a half total over months mm. uh, of your time if usually it's a couple of phone calls and, and two pieces of paper as a rule yes 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 so, and yes. so we do you know like automating ap so if we're automating an accounts payable company just heard it the other we do a lot of training on these services uh over a four-month period there were four phone calls and i think the total time was two hours and that was the because our folks do all the input and you know integration that's the word i'm looking for that's that's amazing because you know i've been on the other side where you know when i was a cfo at my old employer i had to do a lot of these things you know we were a little bit smaller like uh five to six million uh revenues non-profit but I still had to look at it. And for me, the way I started getting the experience, I guess, when I, from the time first I started as a, you know, taking over some of these, these areas was someone like you actually had reached out about the merchant services. Right. And then, um, and then they were very, very similar to what you said was like, you know, a couple of meetings and the rest was like, provide me this. And then the next meeting was just like, you know, one meeting to kind of talk about it, give them the information. And then next meeting is like, here's where the savings are going to be. Okay, what do we do to implement? So that's how I started uh, seeing the benefits of these, uh, you know, these companies. Um, Another one, um, which one was it that you had just mentioned? The automation. That takes a long time. And I recall at the time we were implementing that through our accounting software. I was overseeing it. But yeah, I mean, we had someone, one person that was hired to to do the work, but we didn't. They didn't have a full team, and that thing was taking forever. And so I know exactly what you're saying when you say we're doing the heavy lifting, because not not one controller or CFO of a company of however you know two million or twenty million wants to spend more time managing the project and then having all of the other their normal day to day tasks that needs to be done on a timely basis to be taken away. So, and I was, I used to be managing three, four departments and that was like a very time consuming every time, every week, three times. Like, it's like, check this, check that, check this, is this working? I'm like, if I'm going to be doing all of this myself, like I might as well implement it myself. <laughs> so, so and I then, know exactly what you're saying. So yeah, that's, that's really the other thing we provide. We have, you know, dollar savings, but most of our services actually in the long run provide time savings. For your yes. employees, the automation, the yes. automation yes. side with like AP, and my company I use for AP automation. Um, they're a twenty-five billion dollar multinational company. They mm. know what they're doing, and you know they're ERP agnostic. I mean, you know, and that's why. And then our guys, your tech people aren't going to get involved at all as a general rule, right? And, but that's time. You're saving money. You're saving time. You know, if you automate, uh, right. automate any service, it's going to benefit Absolutely. the business. Period. But in, Absolutely. in the case of AP, you know, now those people can go do something else that's more productive for the business. Absolutely, I I, I agree with you totally. Um, okay, Dave. So, like, moving the conversation towards you know, more into entrepreneurship. Um, has there anyone, has there been anyone in your life that made, that made a massive impact, you know, throughout your, your life, through your entrepreneurship, maybe a, a 
a guide or someone like that that you can mention do a shout out well i do have one guy that i work with he's a contemporary within the business uh, out of california who's been a big help um uh, his name uh just had a yeah brain dead here certainly in the <laughs> morning for me. <laughs> it, happens. It, it happens yeah neil evans uh great guy um but i think the one thing that i've mentioned is i do have a business coach uh who and i've used him now for right at two years and that has been a tremendous uh benefit to me is having yes. corporate brought him in originally and then i've just stayed with him and eric lawfoam is the gentleman's name awesome uh, up until the new year we were yes. doing a 15 minute call every single morning and i was on that call every single morning unless i had to be out and then he has yes. other training sessions that i uh you know pr protégés that i work with and that i do with him and some of his yeah. specific training but having a business coach or two or three uh <laughs> i think is imperative it's made a big difference yes. It's made a yes. huge difference having a absolutely. coach. I, and, I, I, absolutely. And, and that's kind of how I ended up kind of retraining myself as well. Like I got myself a coach, um, you know, because I realized I, I was stuck in certain areas. I could be doing con con controller and CFO work all day, but I didn't know how to actually grow my business when I first started. And I got my own coaches and then. I, I love what I was, what they were doing, and I, I kind of saw myself being able to help more business owners that way too. And I recertified as a um, 10x uh, coach. Um, so yeah, and, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on as well. So that's why the Profit Lab was created as a secondary business. Um, so I, I appreciate you saying that, and, and I did not expect you were going to say that, but uh, but it truly is. It did impact me personally, and I realized. And, and I still have that as well. I go on my mentoring calls on a weekly basis. I have uh, other uh, every other week coaching calls, which really help me stay on track, right? And that's the most important thing. Um, and other than that, so one of the other questions I usually ask Dave is, what are throughout your entrepreneurial journey? And you've had you know different businesses at different times. Throughout your entrepreneurial journey, what are some of the challenges that you had to face, and how did you overcome it? Well, for any entrepreneur, business owner, you're going to got to be a robocall at this hour, excuse me. And I can't <laughs> mute that one. We'll just do it that way. Um, sorry. <laughs> now I'm off track. Uh, challenges, there are a lot of challenges, and just about every entrepreneur is going to fall, fall into them. I mean, when I started my agency that was probably the one that had the most uh, challenges in, in in it was cash flow yes you know, dealing with you know the startup business cash flow um indirectly how i got into this business you know, uh, seeing other business owners you know it made sense to me right. uh, some of the other challenges is with a, an entrepreneur you don't turn the computer off at night and walk out of the building and leave everything behind. It goes with you. With you. you know <laughs> yes. that yourself. And yes. that's the biggest challenge. And then 
you're going to have a rough week and you know you still got to get up in the morning and you still have to perform that there's no yeah shrugging it off or calling in sick or, or anything you've got to even when you are sick you've yes. got to still function uh, especially Absolutely. if you're you know limited number of personnel you know. right yeah and that's i mean in my case i've had a couple of contractors that worked with me yes pretty much just me but then again my behind me is a huge corporation with huge numbers of people right the teams you know, so yes i don't have that issue anymore per se but i still right. have to get up and function uh, and that's the sometimes that can be a big challenge especially if you had some adversities that day that week and you got to plug on and you know that's the biggest one yes. one of the things i learned uh, from my coach and the same thing you're looking at or starting a business you need to have a good business plan for the business you know a foundation yes. but then you need to have a five-year ten-year plan also as to how that business is going to function and then the Absolutely. biggest one and the biggest takeaway for me um, is doing a business plan for this physical this year and I just did that. That was one of the things that, you know, I got out of Eric and sitting down and it's setting goals, you know, whether those be financial goals, whether those be client right. goals, but setting right. the goals and then how, you, what worked last year, what didn't work last year, put that into the plan to fix those things. Absolutely. And what are you going to do to get to that goal? Whether, you know, whether it's client or money, how? You know, is it yes. leads? Is it, you know, phone call? Whatever that is. Be, and it should be a, a one-page plan. And it should be, you know, I mean, you can, I think with Eric, I think he maxed with three pages, but ideal is one. So you can sit and look at it. You can put it on your right. desk. And in right. the morning, am I doing what I said I was going to do? Right. Uh, and, and it helps. It, it It's a motivator. That's, I guess, what I'm looking for. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I do that as well. Part of my, you know, my coach, uh, you know, and mentor, Grant Cardone, that's what, you know, I got into the habit of uh, having the daily goals written down every day, repeated, repeated, because, and then when I look back sometimes, I'm like, you know, six months down the road, sometimes, you know, I just sometimes go turn it back like six months ago, what did I write? And what did I achieve since then? <laughs> because then it, 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 because some days you, yeah, like you said, you're, you're feeling, down or something may have happened. Like I recently had a, a loss in the family. I had other, you know, family issues happening with my children, and like I could not focus to help myself refocus. Sometimes I have to do that. I have to come back and just what were my goals? Let me get back on track because you can't just fall apart. You take a break, but you got to come back. You're a bit in the night. So I'm like, okay, this is. This is what I didn't achieve yet. It's going to go on to, okay, when am I going to achieve it? So I love that you brought that up. I love that. Yeah. That's and that's, amazing. you know, awesome. one of the awesome. being an entrepreneur. And I think the, the guys that I've seen and gals that have made that choice to be, that's what they have behind them. That's what they've been doing. And they may have multiple businesses or have gone through multiple yes. businesses. I've known yes. a few guys that, 
have started five and six businesses and they were all successful. Yeah, and right. that's and, and, that, that's and you ask them what they did and how they did it. And the other one is to have good people around you, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's immediately, you know, within the uh, business itself, or like in my case, the vendors that I work with, they're right. the best at what they do. You yes, know, and that's why that's where my comfort level is. Is these folks, um, I have no problem introducing them to anyone as far as a business goes because i know they're going to get treated right and the job's going to get done properly and right you're right absolutely <laughs> absolutely dave that is amazing so you kind of brought, brought me to one my, my last uh question which is what are some of you know three three things that you can recommend to entrepreneurs as they as they start their journey so you kind of mentioned uh, co having a coach is super, super important. Uh, what are two other things that you could say uh, they should do to help them, you know, for success? Well, I already mentioned having a, a good business plan, you know, the basic yes. plan of the business and then, you know, what they're going to do five years and 10 years from now. My coach is uh, yeah. 25 strategic years. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be, yeah. you know, pretty much it. Um, I love that. That's pretty, you know, having a business plan, a coach. Um, I think that sums it up pretty well for me anyway. And <laughs> no, perfect. It's perfect. It's just like, you know, just going over, you know, kind of in the, in the full scheme of what we discussed, um, you know, the, the, uh, the three key things. So with that, I did want to, did you want to talk a little bit, I mean, if you have time, um, just a quick note about the 22 Warriors Foundation that you are the a board, the board of, on the board of? Uh, Actually, you're yeah. the co-founder. <laughs> well, I'm the co-chairman. Um, Co-chairman, I'm sorry. I was the, the gentleman who started Bill Emil here in Las Vegas. He's a medically retired Army. Uh, I knew him from business, and I mm -hmm. think that was his second phone call. Uh, when he was starting it, and then eventually it evolved that I'm the co-chair. Mm -hmm. I don't do day-to-day. -day. My whole function up pre-COVID was finding money for the organization. And what 22 Warriors is, we're a veteran suicide prevention organization. Um, we do a number of different things in the community. Uh, one of my niche uh, within the organization is providing service dogs for veterans. Um, right now I have seven dogs working, uh, mm -hmm. to get some more. They're not cheap. Um, the one thing we've found is 97% of veterans that have a dog mm -hmm. do not commit suicide. That's, that's amazing. Too. So yes. for me to provide that, I, my total time in the military was 32 years. Uh, so this is kind of my give back. I do. Yes several different uh volunteer things for veterans that's how i got involved with 22 but that one's close to me and especially providing the dogs uh, yes to see what it does uh to a person to a veteran uh, is amazing and that's also kind of what hooked me on it is yes um, i think the first vet i met that had a dog when he would tell his story it, it would almost bring tears. Um, yeah. 
and it, it's just you know going this one kid going from i think it was 16 meds a day hadn't been out to his front door in six seven months if my memory serves a couple of years now um when he got his dog uh, not only did he go out the door he got down to three meds um wow i brought i started using him as a speaker i brought him into a that's group amazing and he's I don't need to speak. Yeah. The first time I did it it's to nice him, <laughs> we were on stage in a pretty large venue, uh, and I started talking about 22, and you know, you could hear the front of the room kind of go down, and the back of the room was still doing their thing. And I did my spiel for two minutes, and I took the microphone I had, and I literally hit him in the chest with it. He didn't <laughs> see it coming, and he had his dog with him. And I says, tell these people, what that animal was done for you. And he told his whole, you could hear the room just go mm, and yeah. listen to him. Yeah. And because now great. it's coming from the heart. And, and, Absolutely. That was, and that's what really, you know, I'd already been there, but that hooked me for sure to, continue, <laughs> you know, provide these services for vet. And we do a number of other services, you know, within the organization for veterans. That's awesome. That's you guys are doing great work. It's basically saving lives. So, so if you haven't asked, you might as well ask now <laughs> for any listener out there that could be wanting to volunteer or help or do anything. Uh, please yeah, feel free I'll to use this opportunity. Get, you know, uh, and if I can, and the thing is, especially if it was suicide, uh, you know, now, not just for veterans, but for everybody. Uh, and it has mm -hmm. impacted me personally. Um, there's a new 988, if my memory's right, that you can dial. Uh, and, you know, that's a big, a lot of people still don't know about it. It doesn't get a lot of press, if you will, unfortunately. Um, but suicide prevention is a big one. And, you know, for veterans, that's my family. And yes. So it's important to me. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of, now you got me going. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting to know the the Dave, you know, the, from the beginning. We got to know all of Dave. So, well, I love. I, I really enjoyed having you on the show, Dave. I really appreciate your time. I, do you have any other last minute thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up the show? Yeah, get rid of robo balls. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm trying to think, you know, just off the top. Um, no, it's just uh, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy helping businesses. And it's yeah. frustrating. And you've mentioned it as well. It's frustrating when people don't want to take advantage of some of the services that are out there. And there are tons of yes. services. I mean, you can, you know, you can reach out to me on a, a number of uh expense line items, but you can go to Google and find people that do what I do. One thing I will say, anybody that's doing basically what I do, auditing, do not pay an upfront fee. Never pay an upfront fee, ever. Yeah. Um, because that is a scam as a general rule. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, that probably would be the biggest takeaway. Don't pay an upfront fee. No. <laughs> the contingent model is, works just fine. And like I say, all our services, they're never going to be out of pocket. They'll literally have the, it might be microseconds, but 
they will have the savings before we do. That's awesome. No, and, and I've actually seen it in works with other clients that have uh, taken advantage of others who do similar services as you. And, you know, in some cases it's millions of dollars. So, I mean, if you're listening, you know, don't, don't, don't waste an opportunity to at least, you know, this is, you know, you don't have to have an upfront fee. You know, it's, it's easy to invite, you know, Dave over and say, Hey, you know, take a look, see if you can find me something. (laughs) So it doesn't hurt, you know, worst case is like, there's nothing there. And then everybody's happy. Everybody got to know a new person. yeah, that's where it's a win-win. If we come in yeah. and don't find anything, then you know you your vendor is treating you the way they should be treating you. Exactly, exactly. So, unfortunately, the majority of the time, we're going to find something. <laughs> we're going to find something. And like you said, it ain't a lot of times. It's not chump change. You know, yeah. Like I mentioned, uniforms. If you're doing a hundred grand or better, and we're saving thirty percent, that's thirty thousand dollars. If you're Back doing, in your you know. A million, that's $300,000 that's sitting on the table. Yes. And you don't know it. it. That's the other thing. You don't know what you don't know. And that's when bringing somebody in, I don't like saying it, you know, an expert, but that's what I'm bringing to the table. I'm bringing people, right. that's what they do for a living. And right. You don't do that. You don't do it, Marie. Your CFO, you know, doesn't do it. That's not their job. You know, their job is the, is the macro. We're in the micro right. side of the Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I've always appreciated working with vendors that could actually help me find stuff in the business because there's no way, for example, for a CFO that's trying to run five, six departments, uh, you know, you know, you know, making sure the reporting is correct and it's going to board meetings and all that. Like their day is already full. You know, it's impossible to go into the, the micro area and you know pick apart pieces to see for savings so i've always been appreciative you know having you know vendors that would help me that way so awesome dave well it was so awesome to have you on the show uh and to all our viewers and listeners thank you so much for joining us today uh please remember to subscribe follow like and share this content so uh so that other entrepreneurs can learn as well Uh, Let's empower each other through our experiences. And until the next episode, have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. It's been great. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome, Dave. Thank you.